Hello and welcome to The Pactum. I'm Mike Grimes here with Pat Abendroth, and we're queued up and ready for the fifth episode in our series on the five solas of the Reformation. That means we're talking about Soli Deo Gloria. That's right. Because we, we're committed. We're committed to animating, as these things animated the Protestant Reformation, we want to continue to animate the reality of the gospel, and these five solas do that very thing. So That's we right. believe that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in the finished work of Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. Why? Because the ultimate authority is not in the Pope or anyone else. That's right. It's in Scripture alone. Alone. So yeah. we're going to have a great time rounding out. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, rounding, rounding out, out. finishing yeah. up, putting a bow on the solas of the Reformation. Mike, before yes. we do it, I do have a book recommendation here. Are uh, you going to read a story to us? <laughs> <laughs> Mike says that to you today, Pactum Verse, because I have a children's book in my hands. And I was thinking about Martin Luther. We just finished out the month of October, Protestant Reformation, Reformation Month, Reformation Sunday. And uh, it reminded me of the entry regarding Martin Luther in this children's book that I like so much, The Church History ABCs. Uh, yes. It's by Stephen J. Nichols, president of Reformation Bible College. Uh-huh. And so in this book, I don't know what age group this would cater toward. Smaller children, you get one page, not much print, but really cool pictures. Yep. And it's A through Z, Church History. And uh, I love this book. I saw we had a tape pages back together because when our kids were little. Oh, for real. Yeah. And I figured, you know, people have grandkids, they have kids, little kids around the house. This is a great book. I know you might want a Bible story book, but this is a great one on church history. And uh, here's the Luther section for M. Uh, Actually, no, it's under L because it's L is for lollipop. (laughs) <laughs> Lute and Martin Luther, there you larger go. than life reformer. And there is Martin Luther with his hammer in one hand, a good cartoon picture. And he has his lute, which is, uh, I guess, like an old guitar. Oh, okay. Yep. He was yep. a music guy. Yep. Uh, I'll just read the, the, the section here on Martin Luther. It says, I saw the whole world change in my lifetime, and I had a little something to do with it. I helped the church find its way back to the Bible and back to Christ and his work on the cross. It all started when I hammered a piece of paper to the church door at Wittenberg in Germany. Now, don't try that at your church. (laughs) People don't like that. In fact, it turned out that the Pope didn't like it, and they put me on trial in Worms, the city called Worms, not the things crawling on the ground. (laughs) But I stood for the Word of God. The Reformation spread all around Germany and soon all around Europe. I loved to preach and teach. I always enjoyed eating and good music. Yeah. (laughs) But most of all, I love to teach children the catechism. Even our family dog would listen in. So I like that. It's kind of uh, fun. fun. And then the other nice thing for parents and grandparents or older siblings or whoever's reading, then in the back, you can look up some extra stuff. Oh, okay. Some more info. More info, a little bit more detail. Uh, And then, you know, just for a little like hidden Gnostic meaning, it does also say on the same page, it says, take one down, pass it around, 95 thesis on the church door. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I think there's some hidden meaning in there That's because funny. I think Martin Luther, I know he liked to drink beer. Yes. So there's did. a little bit of that. And now you won't, speaking of Gnosticism, uh, when you purchase this book, it's published by Crossway. When you purchase the book, it won't say this at the beginning in the front, like mine does, handwritten by Steve Nichols. Hey. A, a is for the Abendroth clan. Yeah. And these stories are for you with fond memories of my visit to Omaha Bible Church, Steve Nichols. That's so, cool. Very it's, fun. It's a very fun book. Yeah. It will make you smile. That's awesome. All right. Let's All right. We've let, wrapped up the commercial. Let's do, this. right? <laughs> let's do the things that we always do on the Pactum. We're glad that you're listening. We're glad that you allow us to have some influence in your life for the glory of Christ and for your good, the good of the world. Oh, what could be better to talk about than the glory of God alone? Soli Deo Gloria, S-D-G, yes. right? Not, yep. I wrote, I typed earlier, S-D-A, Seventh-day Adventist. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a cult series. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's another series. <laughs> That's a totally different series, not S-D-G, this. S-D-G. Yes. S-D-G, yes. Soli Deo Gloria. So we've got the alone word, we've got the God word, and we have the... Glory word, right? Yeah. To God alone, to God alone, be the glory. Yes. So as we've done throughout this series, talking about the five solos, uh, we've got a handful of questions here to work our way through it, kind of help our listeners think about this particular sola, soli deo gloria. Uh, beginning obviously with what is it? What does it mean? Explain away. I think strictly speaking, you should remember and know that it's talking. It is focusing on salvation. So in yeah. just a little while, we want to talk about the glory of God in, in more general term terms, but soli deo gloria as a sola of the reformation, it's about salvation. Yeah. It's about justification. It's yeah. about the finished work of Christ. Uh, so, but I think we probably should first cover some basics. I think it might be interesting for sure. yeah. you listeners. Uh, maybe we need to slow it down and say, okay, hold on to the glory of God alone for sal- in salvation or because he is the alone savior. What, what does glory even mean? Yeah, that's that's a fair question. It's a Bible word. It's a theology word that we use, but oftentimes people don't know. So if you do a little bit of digging, uh, the Hebrew word, uh, one literal translation for the Hebrew word is is heaviness. Kind of weird, huh? Heavy. To think the heaviness of God or the weightiness of of God. But then if you start thinking about even in our current vernacular, the way we speak, sometimes we talk about something heavy as weighty or significant or great. So think heavy equipment, Mm. right? Heavy traffic. It's not literally heavy, heavy artillery. Uh, And then I even looked at the video clip today because it made me smile. Uh, Back to the future, Marty McFly. He's like, that's heavy. heavy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so heavy uh-huh or back when i was in uh, i was a college student we used to watch some some program on mtv like on sunday nights it was called the young ones hmm. there was this one dude that had like super long tiny tim kind of stringy hair and I don't, he sounded like he was on drugs and he's like it's really heavy man <laughs> <laughs> heavy, weighty, significant. Significant, yeah. right? We're talking about something great. Yeah. The Greek word doxa is uh, similar to, to, to the concept. We have our doxology. Doxology, yeah. comes from the sure. glory of God. I think maybe the best aha moment for me would just be in terms of, it's something used for kings. It's mm, something yeah. used for royalty. Sure. They're great. Yep. They're significant. So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 29, Jesus says, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Mm, yeah. 
Oh, Solomon in all of his glory. Oh, Solomon's a great king. Right. He's, he's this extraordinary king. Therefore, he is glorious. Yeah. So when we think about God and we think about his glory, uh, think he's a king, he's, he's grand, he has great splendor, he is great. We're talking about the greatness of God. We're talking hmm. about the significance of God. Boy, I think if you, I mean, if you didn't learn anything else, if you don't learn anything else today on the Pactum, sure. I mean, that is definitely worth oh, absolutely. the price of the uh, subscriptions yes. that, that we charge. <laughs> we charge an exorbitant amount. For- <laughs> so then let's move on to say, okay, that's that. But what about the, yes. the glory of God? Well, his greatness, yes, uh, his yeah. significance, his sovereignty, maybe that's a good synonym as well. Majesty. So then when we, we uh, hear the scripture speak regarding God, because he alone is sovereign, he alone is ultimately glorious. That's why Isaiah 42, 8 says, my glory, God speaking, I give to no other. Yeah, it's his alone, right? Yeah. yeah. But then when we shift a little bit and we think about his creation, that might also help us. Hmm. So when God, when God, who is great and glorious, makes things, well, they preach. His, yeah. his things preach about him. <laughs> so Psalm 19, one says the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm. So you look at creation and you see how amazing and extraordinary it is. It says something amazing and extraordinary about God. They declare his significance, mm, yeah. his heaviness, his heaviness, his glory. So it's, it's, I think it's great to think about the greatness of God. In fact, I think we probably don't think about the greatness of God enough. Yeah. His excellency, his grandness, his majesty. Hmm. Turton says this, since the world was created to proclaim the glory of God and to manifest his virtues as in a most splendid mirror. Hmm. So when you're in awe, when you go on that vacation and you see some wonderful lake or the sea or the mountains or a sunset or a rainbow, uh, there are lots of things to think, but you can think that mirrors the greatness of Hmm. God. Yeah. Uh, and it only mirrors. It's not him, actually. Yeah. All right. So when you think about the glory of God, what is soli deo gloria? You talked about it being related specifically to redemption and salvation, right? Uh, so let's now tie that greatness, that heaviness, that significance of God into the concept of soli deo gloria. Sure. So we would want to say to God alone, be the glory in the salvation of sinners. Uh, there's no partnership. It's not, mm. as we like to say in theology, it's not synergistic. It's not us working with God and God working with us. Right. Yeah. Um, it's good to have synergy when you're on a management team sure. or a leadership team or something or on a team, but salvation is not synergistic. It's monergistic mono one. Uh, it's all God. God alone saves. Therefore God alone is glorified. Maybe it even helps and think in terms of it's not 90% God, 10% us. It's not halfway. It's not 99.9999%. It's it's all him. Uh, And so there will be, as we like to say, as I like to say, there will be no mutual praise in heaven. Hmm. Us to God and God to us. (laughs) There will be no attaboys uh, toward each other. (laughs) It's not the mutual uh, admiration society. Right, right. (laughs) All praise to him. Yeah, yeah. How about Jude 25? Where it says two, isn't, it, isn't it weird to say Jude twenty five? It is. It is. You want to say twenty five what? Right. Or Jude one twenty five. Since it, there's only one chapter, but it's yeah. hard with Bible programs. Right. It always messes me up. I, I literally typed in Jude twenty five, and everything in me thought, "You <laughs> dummy! There's no Jude twenty five, but in Lagos there is." 
So there is. I, it's true. I rudely, it's okay. I rudely interrupted it's right. you. It's so. fine. Jude 25, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. So even there you see that the glory is God and God's alone for all time and forever. It is his and his alone and through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory. We offer that praise, that glory, that honor to him through Christ, our great Savior and Redeemer. It's no wonder that Bach and Handel both signed, not always, but they often signed SDG at the end. They put SDG, Soli Deo Gloria, at the end. It seems like that should have been your part since you're the musician. I think I stole, I tried to steal glory from you, (laughs) right? Because you're the significant one. You're you're the heavy, heavy heavy musician man. (laughs) (laughs) I just tried to steal Mike's thunder, his glory. So, how does this. Sola or soli. You know, people ask me that. Have people ever asked you that? Why is some of these solus instead of sola? It's true. You know, soli. And I think my answer has always been, I don't know. I don't know Latin to begin with, so just go it's with it. It's because it's Latin. <laughs> it's because it's something about, I don't know, endings, proper right? The way things have way, to end. Right words. Grammar. It's anyway. sort of like, well, why did I have to learn all of these silly endings that I didn't really learn when I was studying Spanish in middle school and high school? Right. Depending on... The context, it's and depending upon the grammar, that. it's got to be different. So <laughs> we call them the solas of the refer- of the Reformation, but we have different endings because of grammatical rules. There you go. Okay, so how does SDG? We'll go with that. Ooh, relate yeah. to the other solas? How does it relate? I I'd like to say it's the glue that holds them, holds them together, but that doesn't sound very sophisticated. It doesn't. But <laughs> if we look to see what others say, who are smarter than we are, who are more uh, weighty in their knowledge than we are, uh, Dave Andrunen says, yeah, it is the logical implication. Oh, logic. That's mm. better than glue. Yes, it is. So when you think of the other four, the the logical implication is. Well, if, if those other four are true, right. then God and God alone sure. would receive all of the glory because Christ and Christ alone, his great son, did all of the saving work. Hmm. It comes to us freely by faith alone. It comes to us freely as a gift by grace alone. So they, it, they're all held together by this. Yeah. Um, someone else called it the lifeblood of the solas. Hmm. So I think that's helpful. Uh, when you think in terms of Jesus and Jesus alone, that's really what we've been getting at all along. Yeah, yeah. And so Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking to Jesus, the founder, uh, some translations say the author, so mm-hmm. the founder and finisher or perfecter of our faith. I love that. It's wonderful. So, so from the very beginning to the very end, who is the Savior? It's Solus Christus. Hmm. Yeah. So that, it helps me there. Um, and if that's true. All glory goes to him. Uh, It comes to us freely by grace alone. And so therefore that demerited favor that comes to us freely, we would say, oh, that also is SDG. Yeah, yeah. Then we also would see SDG when it's by faith alone because we're resting in Christ, trusting in Christ. And ultimately it comes from God's special revelation, which is the Bible and Mm. only the Bible. And if that's the case, uh, it's God's word, not uh, popes, councils, or things like that. It only comes from, from his word, the Bible, the inerrant verbal inspired scripture. Well, then it would be for his glory because it came from his word. Yeah. No, that's good. That's helpful. So you, you mentioned Rome, uh, popes and councils. I did. Thinking of Rome. Do you think they would affirm SDG? I think the answer to that is yes and no, no and yes. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Right? Yep. Yeah. I actually looked it up online, and there's even a Catholic high school in Ohio 
Oh, for real? Yeah. That's their theme, the school's theme. Mm. So I just wanted to make sure you knew I wasn't making things up. <laughs> this is not just mere theoretical. You uh, looked it up. It's I, factual. I did look it up. It's so on the internet. They... W- Right? That's the only thing. I didn't actually look up Google Maps and see if there's a real place. But anyhow, conspiracy theories out there. I think they could. So theoretically, the Roman Catholic Church could say, oh, we we want to give all glory to God also. But they certainly wouldn't mean what we mean when it's all of Christ comes to you by faith and only, or through faith and only through faith. We're definitely talking about different things. Right, yeah. Uh, in that system, there has to be work of Christ supplemented by your good works. Oh, yes, they would say uh, aided by the power of the Spirit. Mm. But nonetheless, I, that's the way I like to look at it. If you have to supplement the work of Christ in any way, shape, or form, even if it is supposedly by Holy Spirit produced in you good works, uh, it's not solely Deo Gloria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there is, a, for good reason, that it tends to be a Protestant kind of thing. Soli Deo Gloria to God and God alone for our salvation. He and he alone saves to the uttermost from beginning to end, the author and perfecter of our faith. It is Christ. So let it be. <laughs> <laughs> I think I even saw like a leather company that had Soli Deo Gloria. For real. So I guess you could use it for anything. There you go. Because everything should be for God's glory. You, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of seemed to cheapen it a little bit yeah. for me. <laughs> but if you own a leather company yeah. and your company theme is Soli Deo Gloria That's and you're awesome. a member of the Pactum verse, man, we love you. That's great. It's we do. fantastic. And so does Jesus. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so one of the things we like to do then is to think about where are some biblical texts that we can look at and see these solas. Uh, so what about SDG, Soli Deo Gloria, in the Bible? Where do we see that? Where do we go? Just a little fun fact as an aside before we get there, Mike. Um, I think it's interesting to recognize and realize that in the book of Genesis, like mm-hmm. opening chapters of Genesis, mm-hmm. no glory. Hmm. No glory for you, Biblicists. So if the word has to be there for that, it to know, be there and be true, that's then God is not glorious in Genesis. Last time I checked. That's, hmm. I don't even know what to think yeah, about that. Yeah, but you know what? We're not Biblicists. We're not. Uh, is that episode one? I think episode one I, I is Biblicism. I think it actually was. Yep. Yeah. Right? The reality is most certainly, definitely there that oh, God yeah. is glorious from the very beginning. He was glorious before the beginning yes. as the creator. And then we have the promise of the gospel. So he is soli deo gloria there because it's going to be his work. Right. But I just couldn't resist a little, <laughs> little dig to kind of sneak in there. I actually didn't figure that out on my own. I actually saw that, learned that from David Van Drunen's book on Soli Deo Gloria, yep. which we yep. will recommend and put in the show notes. Yes, we'll we recommend would. it yep. at the end. For sure. Okay. Now that I got that off my chest. Yeah. So help me out with some passages maybe that really do mention. <laughs> I so I, if, we, if I need a go-to, I'm going to go to Ephesians. I'm going to go sure, to Ephesians yeah. 1 with that refrain that is so wonderful yeah. and um, just so encouraging that comes in Ephesians 1 yeah. to the praise of his glorious grace. Yeah. Uh, uh, to the praise of his glory. So that's Ephesians 1.6, it's Ephesians 1.12, 1.14, who is the guarantee of, of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. 1.17, the Father is called the Father of glory, the mm. Father who's giving us all of these great things. Uh, Ephesians 3.21, to him be glory in the church. Mm. Now, you, I hope you noticed when you're listening to us talk about this, uh, I hope you noticed it doesn't say alone. Right, yeah. But we know that it's alone. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the word doesn't need to be there. We know that it's alone, especially, especially, I want to say, <laughs> especially, especially because of the context of Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 1 and following. Oh, sure. Yeah. We're dead in trespasses and sins. God makes us alive together with him. So we're spiritually dead and yet he bestows his grace upon us. He makes us alive. He grants us saving faith. All of this comes from him. And so when it says to the praise of his glorious grace, it's his glorious grace and his glorious grace alone, alone yeah. praising him for this. He and he alone should be glorified for his grace. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. I think Genesis to Revelation actually underscores this. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. Ephesians is... Yeah. That impassioned you... praise Paul just lays out there in that first chapter is just phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glory. Uh, so are there people... <laughs> are there people who would be opponents of Soli Deo Gloria? I think when you say that, I think there's no way, but are there? Well, maybe not in theory. Well, surely there are, but if they don't believe in God or something like that, but within the context of we're dealing with Christians and Christianity. So we probably need to call out Pelagius who Hmm, would have been that monk. uh, Oh, roughly 354 ish uh, into the 420s, maybe as late as the 440s, depending on who you read. So Pelagius, um, the British monk who moved around a little bit to different places, but that's where I think he got his start. Uh, He thought people were basically inherently good. Hmm. So keep that in mind when we talk about Pelagianism, um, Pelagius thought people were inherently good and basically maybe they needed a little guidance along the way, but it's kind of self-salvation. Yeah, yeah. So of course you're not going to do SDG. Right, yeah. Because you're going to give yourself, you, you got to get yeah. in on the glory. Yeah. It might even be all yours. Glory grubbers, as you uh, we, said in the We say episode. glory <laughs> grubbers, but then we move into, as we mentioned, I think in the last episode, we move into those who have been labeled semi-Pelagian. Mm, yeah. uh, and so now we're not, um, we have the spiritual sniffles. Mm. We're spiritually sick and we sick. need some spiritual we medicine. Some medicine. Um, and then we're going to also be able to finish it on our own or it's a partnership. It's synergistic. It's not monergistic. Mm. Uh, we're going to do our works and they contribute. Uh, and this, and this is a problem. So um, let's think historically Pelagianism. Well, Charles Grandison Finney hmm. uh, sounded pretty Pelagian in his theology. Oh, sure. Yeah. Not, not a great American evangelist hmm. um, who thought he could convert people. So I think Finney would be Pelagian. He wouldn't go for the SDG. Sure. But then the semi-Pelagian thing is bigger. So yeah, when yeah. we're talking about Roman Catholicism, they're not Pelagian. They're semi-Pelagian. So, uh, the papists, as they used to be called, maybe we need to make uh, the label papists great again hmm. in our day. Might be helpful. So that we can the uh, animate, animate the, Reformation the Reformation that continues on. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, they're not going to go for it. Not in the strict sense that we're speaking uh, in terms of. We probably can also talk about Arminians, mm-hmm. uh, not Armenians, but Ar- Arminians, yep. those who have the similar kind of theology is Jacobus Arminius. Yep. So it's going to be people need some help, but they do need grace. Um, and maybe, hopefully, Arminians will affirm Soli Deo Gloria, but they're not consistently actually doing that themselves. Right. So it was, with some of these, it's, you know, if they would even say, oh, sure, yeah, sola dea gloria, glory to God alone. But there's there's not a consistency with their theology that they would actually, if they took it to its logical end, 
it's going to they would really gonna, say that. it's going to leak. Yeah, it's going to make a mess. It's it's not right because it, think about this. You ha- it has to be okay. We're dead in trespasses and sins uh, by nature, children of wrath. Right, right. And so we need God to do all of the work. Ephesians two. It's one, two, three, and four and following. It has to be Him doing all of it, and then we give Him all of the glory. Right. Yeah. So it's not actually. Um, I mean, go ahead and embrace the bad so you can see the good. It's all because of him, the one working, and it's all God doing it. Yeah, that's good. I did a little extra reading this week, and I learned about someone I didn't ever know about before. Hmm. I have a terrible memory, but there's this, um, there was this guy who, who was a contemporary of Calvin in Geneva, uh, and he started a Catholic, and then he became a Protestant, and then he became a Catholic <laughs> again. And his name was Jerome Hermes Bolsic. Huh. I've never heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he wrote like a biography against Calvin that's been historically discredited. Oh. But I'm talking, it was, man, crazy the things he said about him. Interesting. Yeah. Really crazy. So anyhow, he... um he butted heads with Calvin. He didn't like Calvin's emphasis on the sovereignty of God in hmm. salvation, which would be leading to soli deo gloria. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he wanted the, the sinner to be sovereign, at least in part. And so Calvin obviously didn't like that because Calvin was serious about people not robbing God of glory. Hmm. Yeah. And so uh, when it's you and God, you're actually attacking the character of God and trying to take from God something, something you re- really can't take from right, him, yeah. but you're trying to take glory from him. God right. is the author and finisher of our faith, of salvation, of the Christian religion from start to finish. So we have to remember um, it's a serious thing to try to somehow say, but it's me and God because there are consequences to your ideas, and mm. they're not good consequences. Right. Now we need to treat God as uh, the one who helps people save themselves in effect. Sure. Yeah. Soli Deo Gloria matters a lot. Yes, it does. Right? I was just going to ask you, it, it seems to me as we're talking about this, it matters quite a bit. Well, and why would, why would we be so animated about it? Why would we say we're animated about the fact that it animates? Yeah, because there's no greater thing. I mean, there's no greater cause. There's no greater aim for us as humans, as Christians, to live for God and his glory and him alone. How about thinking? Yeah, nothing. Right? Because there's no greater being for starters. Yeah, right. And not only that, he he and he alone saves, and so there is no greater action. Uh, there's nothing greater in the whole world to us as fallen, helpless sinners that God saves us, and he does it entirely. Uh, and so therefore, the negative side is yeah. is a real, real thing. Yeah, the, sure. The negative side is when people attack it or undermine it or compromise it, we would count that as a, as a great tragedy. Sure. And so we would want to be bold and courageous like Calvin, even if it might get people to write bad biographies about right. us. Right, yeah. Uh, lots of hate mail, uh, <laughs> lots of fake news. What would our bad biographies say about us? I mean, well, you should you should just pull up the wiki site just to see what this guy, Bolsick. I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, my goodness. I, it sounded like it was written like yesterday. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mike, I think we should shift gears a little bit okay. because we have now been focusing on Soli Deo Gloria. And uh, I think since we have the time today, we should talk a little bit more about the doctrine of the glory of God in general, not mm. just in salvation. Sure. Even though it might be our favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe we should talk about it in general, just as far as how important the doctrine of the glory of God is, uh, according to our confessions, according to us as Christians. You want to take a shot at why we would say this is, this is it's so important that we get this reality straight, that we understand the glory of God, that we emphasize the glory of God. What does Westminster say? 
The Westminster says, God has all life, glory, goodness, blessedness in and of himself, and is alone in and unto himself all sufficient, not standing in need of any creatures which he has made, nor deriving any glory in, by, unto, and upon them. I love uh, it. That's, that's good. That's profound. Yeah. Somebody should publish that. They, they, should. <laughs> <laughs> they should publish that and have it stand the test of time. Yeah. So God doesn't need us. He's yeah. glorious in and of himself. He he saves and that glorifies him, but he is the glorious one in and of himself. God is glorious. Um, he has all glory. I like the way it puts it there. And so we should acknowledge, we, sh- we should be in touch with reality. Yes. Yeah. And if that's ultimate reality, we want to yeah. recognize it and praise him for it. The second London confession says something very similar. God having all life, glory, goodness, blessedness in and of himself is alone in and unto himself, all sufficient, not standing in need of any creature, which he hath made nor deriving any glory from them, but only manifesting his own glory in by unto and upon them. Hmm. That is deluxe. So very good. And maybe just one more thing about this that's super important as it relates to our day in particular. How important is this doctrine, the glory of God? Well, when you consider uh, radical self-expression today, Hmm. which is the thing. Oh, is it ever? uh, It's the thing behind the thing, and it's unrestrained. And so when we we observe this and it shows itself in uh, all kinds of sexual aberrations and perversions and things that are really actually harmful to people, uh, it would be good for us to stop and realize that the glory is not us. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not the ultimate, we're not the ultimate Yeah, and we're not the measure of all things. We need to think more vertically. There is a God and he is glorious and he's the creator and we're the creature and we, we literally exist to glorify him. Hmm. We exist to worship him and to acknowledge his greatness. And uh, it's not about us, but we're really today seeing this kind of unbridled, crazy uh, self-glory, Yeah. Yep. which we would say is idolatrous. And it's leading, uh, leading to all kinds of trouble. It causes me to want to go back to emphasizing what is true and beautiful and wonderful and glorious, and that would be God. Yeah. Yep. And so the more we can um, see the problem for what it is and go back to basics, if you will, uh, that we are not our own, as the Heidelberg Catechism says. Right, yeah. Uh, that we actually belong to him and we exist for his honor and his glory, uh, the better things will be. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So is there a relationship, as we're thinking about God and his glory, is there a relationship to the glory of God and good works. Now, right now we get into motives for right. every, motives for everything. Sure. Yeah. And that classic passage that everyone knows, first Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of, of God. God. Right. There's only one God and he's great and grand. Not only that, he's our great savior. So now what, what do we do? What's the motive behind everything that we do? Why would we want to do what he says? Why would we want to do it out of that kind of motive? Because Mike, it's in touch with reality. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's actually, it's the ultimate insanity. Sure. And the ultimate in insanity <laughs> is to do things for reasons that are lesser. Yeah. Uh, they don't even make sense. So we are image bearers. It makes sense for us to honor him and, and do things for his glory. But not only that, he's also our redeemer. Right. Yeah. And so we want to do it for his 
honor. That's why the Westminster Shorter Catechism says that our chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yeah. It's what we're made for. It's what yeah. we're redeemed for. We were bought with a price. Therefore, First Corinthians says, glorify him in your bodies. Right. Yeah. With your very being. Yep. Maybe let's end on a controversial one to really think, to, to really get you engaged, uh, Pactum verse. Are you really going to be discerning here? I'm giving <laughs> you too much, uh, like, giving you too much fair warning. Yeah. Because now you have now your, they're gonna now know. You have your yeah. uh, Pactum senses up. Not yeah. your spidey senses, but the, your the Pactum, Pactum senses. senses. So the final question we're going to ask today is Does God share his glory? Ooh. Right? We need the, to cue the music and find out what the game show answer is going to be. <laughs> Does God share Does his glory? <laughs> I think that's a trick question. I think it's a trick question. Uh-huh. I think it, ultimately we have to say what? You have to say no, ultimately. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Of course no, no, he no, doesn't no. share his glory. I won't give it to another. We already saw it in Isaiah. Right. And for those of you who are across the pond, Isaiah. We, we just want to make sure you feel comfortable Isaiah, yes. and not threatened. You know, every when I sing the word Isaiah in any kind of classical music, I think I just said it, Isaiah, because you, you sing Isaiah. Really? I didn't know that. Typically. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I've always sung Isaiah. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's I can, a personal I, I problem. Can, I can just hear like Martin Lloyd-Jones saying it in oh, yeah. old audio recordings yeah. thinking, that sounds pretty cool. Isaiah foretold it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Anyway, so, so no, ultimately, we're ultimately no, not when but. it comes to God in his essence alone is glory or glor- glorious. Yes. Uh, because he and he alone is the sovereign. He's the only ultimate king. But we I notice I qualified it. There are other kings. Yeah. Uh, yep. There are other sovereigns, lowercase s. Yes. So there is a sense in which God does share his glory. And mm. it's actually. Good to see that. And even remember, Romans 8 says he glorifies us. Hmm. Oh, oh, now yeah. now we're even making the biblicists happy because it <laughs> says it in Romans 8, glorified. He glorifies us, but then we have to turn it around and say and acknowledge he glorifies us in Christ. In Christ, yeah. Through his provision, through his saving work, through his son, he glorifies us. Us, he perfects us. He makes us, if you will, great. Yeah, because sure. we're restored. Sure. Well, better than restored, we're justified and glorified. Right. So he does it. So in the end, even our glorification is for his glory. Is for his right. glory. Yeah. So it all comes back to that. Well, Pat, as we're wrapping this episode up on Soli Deo Gloria, you've already read from a children's book at the beginning. It's true. Let's of, recommend that one. Yes. Uh, we're going to recommend some resources here, and we're going to link to these in the show notes. So you've got the first one. What was the title of that uh, children's book we're going to recommend? It's called The Church History ABCs. Okay. The Church History ABCs. Stephen Nichols. We'll make sure to link to that. That's also. Stephen J. Nichols to you. There is actually another theological Stephen writer named Stephen J. Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. Okay. Just so you're aware. I didn't know that. I only know because I quoted him in my dissertation and somebody pointed out my error and I said, oh, no, you didn't <laughs> because it's a different one That's as funny. a matter of fact. <laughs> so let's we'll link to the correct book. There you How go. How about that? What else? What else would we recommend? So we're going to do David Van Drennen, God's Glory Alone. Yes. Yep. We're going to do the Stephen J. Nichols children's book, ABC's history book. And then let's also link to an article that I think is just an abbreviated version, a 30,000 foot version sure. of the Van Drennen book. Uh, it was in the SBTS journal. So I think that must be the Southern Baptist Theological Studies Journal or something. I don't know. Gotcha. But yeah. we'll, we'll link to that in case you want like a simpler version sure. of the Van Drennen book. We'll commend those things to you. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for being a part of the Pactumverse and listening and joining us each week. We have a Pactum Responsum or two or three coming up in the near future, so get those questions into us if you'd like to have your questions on the Pactum Responsum. You can email them to us at connect at thepactum.org. You can also be in touch with us online on Instagram and on Twitter. And don't forget to check out that dark blend Roasted coffee. The Tenebras Dark. Dark. Oh, Check yeah. that out. Pick up a bag of beans and enjoy that. You can find that on thepactum.org. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on The Pactum. <laughs> <laughs>